There's a lot of information about the tabernacle in the Old Testament reading today. The timing in the first month, in the second year, on the first day of the month, the tabernacle was erected. Get information about what was done at that time. Moses erected the tabernacle. He laid its bases, set up its frames, put in its poles, raised up its pillars. And he spread the tent over the tabernacle and put the covering of the tent over it as the Lord had commanded Moses. It's very specific, especially when it comes to the ark. He took the testimony and put it into the ark and put the poles on the ark and set the mercy seat above on the ark. And he brought the ark into the tabernacle and set up the veil of the screen and screened the ark of the testimony as the Lord had commanded Moses. Now, on this Christmas morning, it may seem somewhat out of place to jump back to an Old Testament ceremonially obsolete structure. Yet in John 1.14, we heard, and the word became flesh and dwelt, that is, tabernacled among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. And so we hear of this Old Testament tabernacle And we read it with Christmas eyes. That's my new Christmas carol that will be taking over the airwaves. Christmas Eyes by Randy (laughs) Blanchett. Just wait for it. Keep waiting. (laughs) But truly, the tabernacle is a type of Christ. Think of those technical matters of the Old Testament. This isn't some camping trip and we're watching Dad set up the tent. No, this is a type of Christ. The specificity of the timing on the first month in the second year, on the first day of the month. And while we celebrate our Lord's birth annually, we have specific times for that, right? December 25th it is. We don't really know the exact date of his birth, especially according to a Roman calendar. However, It is as St. Paul wrote in Galatians chapter 4. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. The specificity of the timing. All of history was directed to this very moment, the birth of Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God. And all the ins and outs of the temple listed too, right? Bases, frames, poles, pillars, coverings. Well, think of Christmas now. All of that was taking place in the preceding 40 weeks. The angel Gabriel had announced to Mary the Lord's plan and her role in it. She was to bear the Son of the Most High God. The base was set. The Lord Jesus was made man in her womb. Bones grew, organs fashioned, 
Flesh and skin covered the most holy God, and Mary's womb was the most holy place. For therein was God. The testimony, full of grace and truth, the word of God was in this fleshly ark tabernacle. And then the time came for the Virgin Mary to give birth to her firstborn son, And there, the Holy of Holies was placed in the manger. How lovely to see the classic form of a manger scene, a creche. How appropriate to have two angels, one at the left and one at the right, gazing inward and down at the most holy Son of God, the mercy seat, where atonement and reconciliation between God and man are in the person of Jesus Christ. Now, unless welcomed, maybe one might say, unless commanded and invited to behold this sight, no one would or should dare enter to that most holy place. Think of the Old Testament reading again. When the cloud covered the tent of meeting and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle, Moses was not able to enter the tent of meeting because the cloud settled on it. And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. In the Old Testament, only the high priest, by God's command and word, only the high priest was able to enter the Holy of Holies and only then once a year on the Day of Atonement. With the birth of Jesus Christ, we ponder not just the infant Jesus, but the humanity of our Lord. He took on what he came to redeem. He lived the perfect life that we, each and every one of us, have failed to live. We see this most holy Jesus taken up from the manger, fleeing to Egypt, returning to Nazareth. My, a tabernacle on the move, huh? Making the pilgrimages to Jerusalem, wandering through Galilee and Judea, even up to Tyre and Sidon too, preaching, teaching, healing. But like that tabernacle, not just on the move, he was covered. Yes, of course, he's covered with true flesh. He's true man. But our Lord Jesus Christ is covered in true humility. I think we long for a little Exodus 40 action. Not the whole setting up the tent part. Any dad in the room knows that's not the fun part, right? (laughs) But we like the flash and the pizzazz of the cloud consuming and terrifying the Israelites in the tabernacle. Not even Moses could go near it. (gasps) Moses, holy Moses, right? If there was some miraculous pillar of fire hovering over the altar today, maybe more would forgo the more important family time, the presence and the PJs. And give heed to the holiness of this holy day. For the Lord Jesus Christ still tabernacles among us.
in word, in sacrament, the full person of Jesus Christ is present. Not divided. The full person, true God and true flesh and blood man is present. The one laid in the manger, who Christmas Day is all about, still gets up and goes. He still tabernacles. God's people. And when Jesus does get up and go, I suppose you say, God's people are to set out. To be where he is. And when he stays put, God's people are to stay put. When and where he stays put. Our God is Emmanuel, God with us throughout all our earthly journeys. The Lord Jesus, formed and fashioned in Mary's womb, appeared. He was born to save us from our sins, and we remember that most important birth in Bethlehem this morning. The babe of Bethlehem, though, didn't just stay put in that manger. He went up from the manger and went all the way to the cross, to death, to save you from your sins. So, it may seem out of place, but I think you know by now that it isn't out of place to remember the tabernacle and the Old Testament sacramental system that foreshadowed our Lord Jesus Christ. And so Christ didn't need to make repeated annual sacrifices for sin, but he entered the heavenly sphere and made payment for the sins of the world once for all at Calvary on the cross. This babe of Bethlehem, risen and ascended, still comes to us where the word of God is taught in truth and purity and the sacraments are administered according to his word. And unless God himself commanded, promised, invited us, and his angels and messengers said, Go! Go see this Jesus! How dare we enter this most holy place today? It would have been a lot safer to stay asleep in our PJs. But that's a short-sighted view. Staying away. Because in the long run, you can't just stay in your PJs, hiding from God. We will stand, in the long run, before his judgment throne at the last. We poor sinners need saving, and the Lord has not neglected us. The goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appears, tabernacles, And he still saves us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, nor because of decisions made by us in our independent free will mindset. We can't add to the person and work of our God and Lord Jesus Christ. Look at John 1. Not born of man, nor of the will of man. You're born of God. It must be God's work. And let it be God's work. You have such delight and peace in that. Christ mercifully comes to justify us by his grace. So we become heirs of the inheritance that's rightfully his, and he doles it out to you and to me. 
Jesus comes to tabernacle with us now in his body and blood, speaking his words, and through his word joining himself to bread and wine in so much humility. He does this, again, speaking his words, speaking his words and joining himself to bread and wine in so much humility, so much humility that many don't even bother to notice. Or they've said, I've done it enough, I've done it all before. What does it matter to not be here? But here you are, with the greatest Christmas gift before you, Jesus. Not only remembering Bethlehem and back when, but in reality, sacramentally, you receive the benefits of his life and sacrifice for you, the forgiveness of your sins. And that means that we have the certain hope of eternal life. God's present for you is the presence of his son for you, now and evermore. Merry Christmas. Amen.